0: are colliding. The Big Bang. Reboot the universe. Come on. It's the Action Comedy Nerd Show.
1: When you hear that music, you know it's time for the Action Comedy Nerd Show. This is your host, Dr. Jerry Joffe the world's most highly educated stand-up comedian, and your co-host, Dan Conrad-Vent brown wow <laughs> yeah. usually usually someone else I usually get I get to make my own nickname yeah <laughs>
2: instead of the man who laughs it's the man who makes men
1: yeah. laugh <laughs> that other voice you hear is a uh, comic book historian reconteur Orson wells impersonator a man who is five feet taller than anyone, five feet shorter than him. Oh, my goodness. Philanthropist. Yes. Philanthropist. The yes. world's poorest philanthropist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a penny for your thoughts. That's all I have. <laughs> uh, journalist. Yes. Uh, yes, Third place award winner. But damn, it, he is generous with that penny. Yeah. Chris yeah. Lambert, yes. everyone. Yes, hello, everyone. What brings us together with our friend Chris, who is a an author and known comic book historian, is... Just a second, Chris. I want to make sure I say this right. Yes. Don't move.
2: I won't. Chris
1: is moving, everybody. I told him not to, and he's still moving. On April 25th, 1940, something very important happened. And
0: Probably
2: the exact day of the release of Batman 1. Mm-hmm. Correct, sir. Yes, yes. Which, my is sitting at my house right now. So. <laughs> so, therefore, we have
1: entered the 12-month period, which essentially makes it the 80-year anniversary of the yeah. appearance of Batman. And, Pretty cool. And... Uh, Dan Brown is America's number one Batman fan. Yes. And Chris Lambert is America's number one Batman aficionado. Yes, a fan and aficionado. And I'm the country's number one host of a podcast that has America's number one fan (laughs) and aficionado of Batman. Oh, my goodness. All right. Okay. (laughs) First question, how bad of a person is Bob Kane? Well, I really... And we can talk bad about the debt.
2: Yes, that's true. <laughs> he, he really bamboozled... Bill Finger. D- Bill, well, he he's, he ruined Bill Finger, and he he bamboozled DC. DC the, didn't even know Bill Finger existed for no. about a year or two, and then they knew he was so good. Once they found out, oh, he's been running it, they started hiring him, and he co-created uh, Green, the Golden yeah. Age Green Lantern and Wildcat and a few other, you know... Um, have, have you seen uh, the documentary Batman and Bill? Uh, no, I haven't, but I have a book on yeah. the subject, which is very... Uh, you need to see it, because okay.
1: of course it ends with Batman vs Superman, where yeah. at the, the beginning credits, mm-hmm. Batman created by yeah. Bob Kane and Bill Finger.
2: But it, you know, they say with, and that just still bothers me, because I think I say in the book, in the Everything Batman book I just came out with, nice segue there, mm-hmm. it, it literally is like Vin Sullivan, who had just overseen the, the creation of uh, Superman, I from probably the, wish from we the could two have like kids. A, like
1: a cha-chain thing every time somebody promotes something. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, I'd like to, Sorry. I would like no, to say that I, I was just about to mention that as part of this 80-anniversary. Yes. Uh, Mr. Lambert has released a Batman book called Everything Batman, which is available at your Barnes and & Nobles and at his appear- public appearances. I was about to say that, but uh, Chris doesn't take a breath while he talks, <laughs> so I never had a chance to mention it officially. Well, anyway,
2: finishing that old thought of mine from a second ago, yeah. Vin Sullivan was to Superman what you know. he then turned around at a, at a so-called weekend party that Bob Kane had been invited to and said, can you come up with a hero, something like Superman? because that's where all the money was kane Mm -hmm. was only doing little like rusty and his pals a a terry and a pirate's knockoff uh uh, clip carson another just little either funny stuff ginger snaps either Mm -hmm. comedy or straight adventure then he goes to his buddy bill finger who he went to school with and said can you can we come up with something uh bob says i've got this great character named batman then Bill looks at what what uh, Bob has and says, "Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you change this, 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 and this? Give him a cape, a better right. cape. Give yeah. him a different hood. Give him, a, you know, forget okay. the eye mask. Give him gloves. Give him this. Give him some gadgets to put around, around his belt, a utility belt." He came up with like eight things, and then, you know, Bob never mentioned Bill to anybody. Yeah. And so with with Bill coming, but now it's like it this Bob came with Bill Finger. It should be and. No. In fact some people could say it was created by Bill no, know, I forgot, Bill was, Finger totally. Was Bill Finger just uneducated and no, is that like it was easy to be taken no, advantage he, of he just or? was a very very laid back guy that did not like to argue and it just sure. you know he just got taken advantage of and it, what hurt him was he was a great writer but he was a very slow writer mm-hmm. so he was afraid to make people mad plus he was sort of laid back mm-hmm. and he was always going to the bosses and saying can I have enough? you know either an extra week to write this or can i have a an advance on my paycheck because i'm you know i haven't gotten i've gone through the money from last one because he was always notoriously slow yeah and uh, he died in 1974 i think and they never gave him any money or anything no for, you know
1: so chris yes th- um, i'm gonna ask both of you the same question when did you first discover batman
2: uh, when i was about 3 and it was during that terrible period i liked it as a 3 year old 4 year old okay. it was it was during batman's silly transformation robots monsters from outer space and he's mm-hmm. fighting you know every and it, plus he's getting right. his body transformed into the merman batman the zebra batman the bronze bat you know all that stuff so this is stuff. when
1: you were 3 years old so this must have been in the last century uh, <laughs> maybe the last millennium. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they were closer to that second er, one. Early, early... It's the latter s- there, Jerry. <laughs>
2: early, early 60s. Okay.
1: No. Yeah. So during the early 60s, Batman yeah. comic books were had its sillier plot lines? Uh, yes, yeah.
0: very much so. It, mm-hmm. it,
2: it went through phases, and mm-hmm. I... Uh, he was giving tours of the Bat. The Batcave. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was periods that I talk about in my other old book. What's your old book called, Chris? <laughs> my Batman and maybe yours, too. Cha-ching. <laughs> and uh and Denny O'Neill and I talked and he feels that Batman has been five different people. I agree with that, except I think some of those five phases have repeated themselves. Like he's been a parent twice, he's been a vigilante okay. twice. Okay. He, you know, he's been a good old batman citizen guy two or three times you know surely, or he's elected you know. mayor yeah well yeah everybody surely he's recognizes. been a vigilante all times is there well, an iteration yes. of batman which isn't a vigilante well at one point commissioner gordon gave oh. him a badge and said you're a, a, a regular uh, police officer of the gotham city you know okay. and that's you know i
1: said corrected I would have loved to see him like pull over somebody for speeding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. That's why I call him he was a guardian.
1: License and registration? Uh, he's giving his he's right, par- right now parking tickets no <laughs> and somebody's cursing at him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he went from a Gotham guardian to a uh, like national guardian, like across, you know, and then a yeah. uh, global across mm-hmm. the world and then out into outer space, a galactic sure. guardian, all in 15, 20 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. And those were some weird. You know stories. Good I mysteries. mean, you were you Good were mysteries. young,
1: but so was there any particular like first comic book that you saw or first thing that you remember? Or? Uh,
2: one of the earliest ones I saw was the first, the the second version, the first the first appearance of the second version of Clayface, where the guy made of mud that could turn yeah. into anything, and that was really spooky because they they drew it and and had darkness in it instead of a bright you know pop culture. Right psychedelic stuff like they did a few years later uh so and plus the mysteries even during the alien period there were still mysteries and people would get killed and you know even in the hardy boys you know it's a whodunit somebody has to die to have a uh, have a whodunit so i like those mysteries i I I um
1: i will pass the question to dan but i'll just say two things quickly for myself and one is i of course was basically a kid watching the adam west tv series uh that's probably the earliest so that's my sort of formative Batman, right, right. against which all their Batmans are judged, yeah. good or bad. But, and as I've mentioned on other comic book-themed episodes, my father had his own comic book collection, so I actually read more classic comic books than I did my own contemporary comic books. Oh, okay. And I remember old, again, I couldn't even tell you the year for sure, probably early 60s mm-hmm. Batmans that no, it must be older than that because it wasn't what you were describing. It was more like mystery stories. like He was actually creeping around solving crime, yeah, almost like yeah. a the sh- almost like the shadow, right, like a wealthy right, businessman yeah. who needed to wear a disguise, and he
2: got in back order into that. To be a crime yeah, solver. he got really back into that mm-hmm. in the seventies again too, where it was very right. mysterious. But uh, and yeah. by the way, for those who are listening, that first Batman comic I remember was detective number 298 the menace of Clayface, and that was about 1960-61
1: Dan Brown is being slightly younger than Chris or I what was their earliest Batman are you getting excited about it, Batman it would be around the same like th- age 3 or 4 because that's again when you start recognizing things
2: yeah and you
1: understand I was born in 88 so not only were Batman 66 and reruns mm-hmm. my parents had the VHS of the movie you know the, back in the 60s the Adam yeah. West movie the Adam yeah. West movie um, I love that movie Michael Keaton's Batman had just come out in 89. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. a year after I was born, the
2: animated mm-hmm. series started in 92. Oh, Christ, and the, the year I
1: graduated time. from college is the year Dan and Brown was born. <laughs> the,
2: the year I said, I've been waiting all my life for a yeah. Batman movie like this, and he is just being birthed. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: and, um, <laughs> and Batman Returns also came out in 92. Yeah. So, in yeah. a very short time frame mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the first four years of my life, mm-hmm. you know, Batman's yep. on this syndication, yep. a new cartoon those, is coming those out. Those
2: cartoons were. Written for both children and adults. Yeah. Read, do you remember the, the Mask of the Phantasm? Oh, that absolutely. Fully, I went to the movie I, I went to, to see that. I went to, to the movies to see that on Christmas Day <laughs> and was was weeping. And my first wife was saying, what's the matter? I said, again, my famous line, I've been waiting all my life for something serious
0: like this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when I heard that they were going to do Batman v Superman in 2013.
1: Right. I started talking a lot of shit about how good that movie was going to be to uh-huh. all my Marvel friends, uh-huh. and then I also left that movie weeping uh, <laughs> for very <laughs> different reasons. For many different reasons. I, I still like that movie. I, you know what? I love that movie, but it does have a lot of flaws. Yeah, and, um, I, and it hurts because Affleck's my favorite actor, and right. I, I, and I thought think he's a he, great Batman. I thought he did great, but mm-hmm. I think that Zack Snyder is an idiot. Two movies, mm-hmm. the two main movies he right. was, you yeah. know, he was in. Uh, he was not the world's greatest detective no. by any stretch of the imagination. No. Right? They really exposed how human he was in Justice League, which I did not like. Right. The, part, the thing I, you're supposed right. to love about Batman is he has this mystique to him. Right. You could have the thing where... They're taking down all the all those monsters, the demigods, wherever. You could see Aquaman destroy 10 of them yeah. at a time. Have Flash destroy 10 of them at a time. Have Cyborg t- destroy 10 of them at a time. They got a big pile, and then Batman says, Come on, let's go. And then he walks away, and then there's an even bigger pile. Right. And then exactly. they can come back, and he's right. like, Are you yeah. sure it's just a man in a bat? Yeah. Dressed right. Dressed like yeah. a bat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They don't about,
2: From sheer will, yeah. and, I, and we're not talking yes. about the other company, but through right. sheer will, to me, Batman acts in those movies, yeah. or should have, or whatever. And to a d- degree, I think he did. The way Captain America was in, you know, literally Thanos, you're not, you haven't won yet because I'm still standing, you yeah. know. So, and to to me, that's right. happened in the comics a few times. Yeah. Wait a minute, you, Despero, you're not winning yet because I'm Batman. And, I'm and still you're standing. He's not supposed to go down until it's absolutely time for him right. to go down. He is the uh, Davy Crockett of the Alamo for in the Justice <laughs> yeah.
1: League. You know, <laughs> I don't have time to fact check all that, Chris. Let's stick to one folk hero at okay. a time. Okay. Because oh, okay. when when they announced Batman for, and they showed mm-hmm. the Miller-esque bat symbol, yeah, I uh-huh. got excited thinking they're going to eventually do a Dark Knight Returns movie. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, they're going to
2: you know foreshadow a bunch right. of things in this right. one, but... And that's what I'm a little angry at, that DC has so embraced that Dark Knight Returns, so they have immediately put everybody young in the Justice League and made, well, in this case Ben uh, Ben Affleck's Batman. A little bit but, older. Yeah, and it's like, come on, that, you're, you're shelf-lifing Batman to it two or three years in this in your scheme of things. Right. Make him just as young, but he doesn't have to be. Okay. Why are you so in love with Frank Miller? It yeah. was a great one-off story that went nowhere except for making everything grim and gritty. Well, he and did
1: He did make part three that came out a couple
2: years oh, ago. Oh, please, please. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, I just took some Shrek's medicine again. to get over that <laughs> yeah. just about an hour ago. Uh, but it, in the sense that um, those movies, I know what you mean about them. Zack Snyder makes a certain type of movie. I thought The Watchmen... Mm-hmm. that he did, was like the Citizen Kane of comic book movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, he literally yeah. copied it panel by yeah. panel. And so when he does you this... You mean boring uh, and overrated? Uh, w- yeah, <laughs> but, but when he does that to Batman and the Justice League and Batman v yeah. Superman, yeah. it's like, don't think of it as a Batman blockbuster. Think of it as a novel, a 700-page yeah. novel come to life. And then then I could understand it and like it better because I was literally saying, this movie's boring. But then when I want to re-sort of set my thinking, say no, this is a slow pace novel. Yeah. that is brought to life. Then I really enjoy. Well, here's it. the thing: I'm okay with the slow paced novel. The yeah. problem is, it, a lot of it just made no sense to well, what they were doing. Yeah. It, and you know, the wonderful way well, they got out of uh, 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 Steppenwolf yeah. at the end of the. You've just uh, effectively thrown Darkseid out the window. Because if he was so powerful and they tricked him in such a clever way, uh, why have Darkseid show up?
1: Yeah, you know. Right. Well, why have anybody with Superman? Because apparently that well, was all they
2: needed. Right. Yeah, yes. that's, that's another thing that you... Yeah. That's the fatal flaw yes. of the Justice League concept. <laughs> yeah, Superman's like, oh, hang on, guys, i got to go take a bath in the sun. Yeah. You know, and I'll be back in two minutes. Fly 93, was it 93 million Although miles away yes. and then come back.
1: In Justice League, oh. the moment where... He comes back to life. Yeah. And he, you know he's beating everyone up. Mm-hmm. And the Flash is trying to, to run and they do the slow motion thing. Oh, yeah. And the eyes mm-hmm. match up with him. Yeah. And then right. the, the, the look of horror on the Flash right. face. I thought yes. that was perfect. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> yes. was. Yeah. yeah. So when we talk Batmans, they're especially movie Batmans, right. including Adam West. Yes. Televisual Batmans. Uh, you know, we saw it, Chris, unfold slowly over the years. Right. There's Adam West. Yes. Then there's Keaton. Yes. And then so on. But now we have a whole slew. I don't even know. Seven, eight, nine different actors have played Batman. It's inevitable Mm -hmm. that comic book and movie fans would want to rank them. Mm -hmm. Anyone have an opinion about favorite Batman or least favorite Batman? Before we go any further with that, Mm -hmm. we need to set up a guideline. Okay, so just a guideline. Modern times versus, are we talking cinematic only? Because if you say, oh, no, like cinematic. Right live-action cinematic. Yes. Because if we start, if we start yeah. saying, okay, what about animated? Then Kevin yes. Conway. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Conway. I mean. Okay. So we'll put Conway. a pin in yeah. the animated. Okay. So we'll do Batman's. cinematic live-action. Yes. So we have Adam West. Adam. Including Adam West. We'll, we'll start there. Adam West. Um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Um, Val mm-hmm. Kilmer. yeah, Val Kilmer. George Clooney. Correct. Uh, Christian Mayle. Yes. And now, Affleck. Effort, okay. So and, soon, soon to be, you know,
2: and let's not forget Lewis Wilson. Yes. Or uh, oh, what's the other guy? Lewis Wilson. You just said and, let's uh, not forget, it and you've forgotten him, Chris. Yeah. Uh, the, the the two serials. Those guys were great. Robert Lowry was the first Batman, I believe. Lewis was the second what one. What you There was two they're Batman serials. Oh, yeah. okay. That, that, those, that is, those were the main right. feature. Lewis Wilson, they got married. I'm caught up. They had a kid, who turned into Michael, who became Michael Wilson who married Barbara Broccoli, who now is running the James Bond franchise. Oh, okay. So the the sure. co-runner of James Bond was one of the original Batman. Okay. Uh, but no, I, I will, will say let's not out. count yeah, them let's, let's due to the, the fact them. that they yeah. make
1: it a full-length feature. Yeah, they got uh, a they got the 15 serial, serial yeah. you know, yeah, no, and 15 chapters. And 99% yeah. of the people listening won't have a point of reference. No, no I know so I have, I have oh, the DVD oh, somewhere at home. We already said you were the number one Batman fan. Adam was
2: okay for what he was doing. Uh, I prefer Michael Keaton, and I really like uh, Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And 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 let's not forget that Affleck has played both. Batman and Superman—that's a true Yes, because in Hollywoodland, he plays George Reeves playing, playing Superman, yeah. and he had the costume. And on he's and drinking before yeah. he goes out was there to perform was for the beautiful, kids. beautiful—he should have got one of the best kids is holding that. a gun. Yeah, him. he should have got a best supporting <laughs> a nod for that great right. comeback of his. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, mean, you but, talk yeah. about the thing that makes you like nervous to watch, and you're just oh, like, man, they can't have a kid shoot he this had, man. <laughs> He had said that that had happened a few times. Yeah, George Reese But yeah, I would pick Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton and then Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck.
1: Okay. How about you? How about you, Dan? So, I'm going to work backwards. Okay. Least favorite, Val Kilmer. Okay. Okay. So, we're going six places here. Yeah. So, that's number six. Number five, not to his own detriment, because I think he gets a bad rap for how bad Batman and Robin was, but I'll put Clooney Clooney at five. I think that was out of his hand. Yeah, he he did what he could. I think if they ever do a batman beyond movie and they don't get michael keaton mm-hmm. i think george clooney deserves a second shot <laughs> under somebody who who can truly mm-hmm. right right uh it. so man these are my i always switch on these four well i'm just going to have i'm going to say affleck number okay. 4 and right. that, that hurts to say cuz he's my favorite actor yeah and i love, right. love me some affleck yeah. and yeah. i yeah. was so pumped when he was batman and then, man crush yes so and that leaves keaton and uh, i'm putting and keaton Bale. at number 3 Okay. Oh,
2: okay. All right.
1: I, and I go back and forth mm-hmm. with the one right. and two. Right. I will say my favorite is Christian Bale, but uh-huh. I'm putting him at number two and I'm saying the best Batman uh-huh. is Adam West. Okay. Because when because
2: nobody played that role more iconically than Adam West. Well, self efface in a self effacing way, you know, <laughs> because it was a whole different like, if some people mentioned that Bale was in a pocket universe for Batman, yeah. Yeah, then absolutely. Adam West was the, in the original pocket universe of camp. you Absolutely. At least for this discussion. I think from the point the date, of view
1: of being iconic to the Adam West Batman... June 23rd, 2019, I am saying Adam West, in my <laughs> opinion, was the best Batman. Okay. In, in the iconic sense of everyone else comes after him, so it's got to be Adam West or fill-in-the-blank. Yeah. Like, in terms of the debate. Sure. Even if some people wouldn't put Adam West first, that's still who they're all being compared to.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think. don't get me wrong, every movie has their flaws. Yeah. I'm not going to... Looking but, back, Batman, <laughs> Batman 60, uh, 66 uh, flaws. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say, that, although it's the bottom of your rankings, I preferred Val Kilmer to George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think that movie was taken more seriously, far more yeah. seriously, yes. Batman, um, Batman Forever. You do get the sense that he's kind of walking through it. Like, it's not 100%. This is just a viewer's yeah. impression. I'm not reading his mind. Yeah. I don't know any trivia. Right, you get right. the impression he doesn't quite get what he's doing. Like, Clooney? Yeah. No, no. Uh, Val uh, Kilmer. Sure. Val, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think George Clooney could be a good Batman. I'd agree with that in a different project. And he, but it was just... There was so much awful in that movie. It was so much awful, there. including that it just left him to be charming. Yeah. So it was, his Batman was charming George Clooney to yes. me. It was like the least Batman-y... Are the least Bruce Wayne either? You know, there was I'm supposed to be a, a fifth movie to that series called Batman Infinity, um, and it was going to be Scarecrow and Harley Quinn, where Harley Quinn would be the daughter of Joker instead of the girlfriend, because obviously he and died it, in and, the first movie. That's,
2: that's just so weird because of the the uh, Scarecrow was in. Mm-hmm two or three or uh, all three of the, of the uh, Christian yep. Bales yep. but he never got a lot of part a lot of minutes in the film mm-hmm. he, and I, I almost didn't realize he was in the third, third one, one Yeah, because yeah. he just kinda kind of showed up
1: kind of a cameo
2: I thought yeah. that it was a good role for him
1: in the third and then his suit was a little bit yeah busted and yeah. it's got the it looks like the yeah. stick and I'm like alright well, I per- dig uh, that. I, you guys know the trivia better than me the joker was supposed to be in the third movie from what and, i hear Yeah, and i thought that he was supposed to be doing this what the scarecrow did mm-hmm. that he was going to be running the kangaroo court
2: well yeah now uh off to just a very quick what you said right uh the the kangaroo court with joker yeah. there was actually a comic one of the last ones before the right. new look where they tried to make him seriously a year uh, a year before the campy show took okay over. It was called The Joker Jury, and it was make up of, made up of all Jokers with a Joker judge. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, well. But then there was a, uh, an eight-part story that was, as Batman had gotten tough again, but then was kind of mm-hmm. treading water, I call it, until the next big bunch of artists and writers came. There was an eight-part miniseries within the series uh, written by Steve Englehart, drawn by Marshall Rogers, and he became the fan-favorite artist for a while. And it was uh, Dr. Hugo Strange took Batman's identity... And went out as him as he, as Bruce was drugged in a mm-hmm. uh, private hospital. When everybody found out about it, they came and tried to beat up Hugo Strange for the secret of Batman's identity. And he said, no, you don't get the identity from me. You have to kill me and I will not tell you because Batman is so noble and so great. You have to defeat him, mm-hmm. even though I defeated him. You have to defeat him, too. You, I will not give up the secret. I don't deserve to do that. And I thought that's kind of a the, the villain realizing that the hero, they're both icons.
0: Yeah. You know. Chris, in a minute yes. I'm going
1: to ask you why you think Batman is either so popular or so enduring. Okay. But while you collect your thoughts on that question, yes, sir. me and Dan Brown want to tell you and anyone else who might happen to be listening to this that the Action, Comedy, Nerd Show is going to be appearing at various comic book conventions this summer. We'll be at the Wisconsin Comic Con the last weekend of June. Yep. And we'll be in the Michigan Comic Con in think the think middle of 16th August. 16th to the 18th. 16th to 18th of August. Yeah. We have a couple other things we're lining up, uh, including a Halloween party uh, in Cleveland. Watch our Facebook page, watch our website, watch me and Dan Brown for updates about what we're doing. And we'll uh, see you folks out there somewhere. And check out Dan Brown's new comic book, Dan Brown and Heyman Save Christmas. <laughs> First issue out now. <laughs> <laughs> and the Action Comedy Nerd Show t shirt is available at Jerry Joffe's Etsy shop. And right. wherever the Action Comedy Nerd Show makes appearances. Yep. Coming back to the, our discussion for at least a few more minutes, Dan and Chris. Chris, you're our aficionado. Yes. That's how Italian people say know-it-alls.
0: <laughs> yes. Why do,
1: why do you suspect... If you're Italian, you yeah. already know that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> why, what, why is Batman either so popular or so enduring here in his 80th year anniversary? Because,
2: because he can outthink anybody. He literally, if if Darkseid wanted to just flash his Omega beams at him, he's he's vapor. But somehow he outthinks everyone. <laughs> right. There was a Justice League story back in the 70s where okay. somebody somebody absorbed half of all the powers of the Justice League, okay, and then took off. Well, the Justice League said, "Well, we better take what's left of our powers and go okay. get him." But they said, "Batman, you stay here because he was kind of." get a little fuzzy-headed, and he couldn't think. He said, with you having no superpowers to start with, you should stay here. As they get in trouble, out in outer space or on another planet, Batman shows up and saves the day. And he said, well, how'd you know that? Because you were, he said, because with the intellect I had left, I figured out that this is what the villain would be doing. And in Superman or somebody said literally, well, I guess this proves it, a half of a Batman is better than any villain because he still (laughs) had enough know-with-all to... To figure now, out even his own flaws. As
1: charming as that is, uh, yes. comic books are full of brainiacs. good guys yeah, and bad that's guys. that's true. I think yeah. I, I think to become a cultural icon, there must be something else—some well, quality, some it's, mythic it's quality. The, the cape, the what ears, does he represent? What does he symbolize? Like well, Superman symbolizes America, yeah. and maybe is a kind of metaphoric modern Jesus.
2: I mean, somebody. Uh,
1: but what does Batman represent? I, I, I
2: once said he was like Dirty Harry in a cape, but I, I modified that to he's Lord Byron in a cape. He's Edward Rochester uh, mm-hmm. who instead of having a, 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 a maniac wife locked in the attic okay. he has the, the memory of, of his two dead parents in his right. attic in his, right. and in his head sure. that forces him to go out every night and keep other kids, parents, whatever from mm-hmm. suffering the same fate. So right. he is he is like a Christ thing where he's out there sacrificing himself right. every night and he has suffered. For many, many right. years to do this, and he does it all with a few gadgets and keeping himself in shape. I could never right. be Batman, but you <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, ben, I'd rather be born Superman or a, a mute, a, a, spy, a well, radioactive spider but isn't that a me.
1: key that you that Batman was born Batman? Uh, like that's, uh, there's, there's that thing about well I'm the, talking you're talking Spider-Man or Superman right. like they were not born right. Spider-Man um, or Superman what you, right. per se
2: here's a question for you Dan what do you think of I'm the whole argument I'm talking about argument, his humanity yeah about the argument where Bruce Wayne really is the mask he's nothing yes, Batman I, no, is that, always it what do you
1: think I agree um, because in multiple stories right th- there's one in Batman Beyond I know for sure uh-huh. where he was just like the I was thinking uh-huh. and the name I called myself was Bruce and that's not the name I call myself. Exactly, I remember, Even though yeah. He,
2: he's not Batman. Right. Then I, they go I, to I um, feel he's been he yeah. was born Bruce Wayne, but transformed Bruce, Bruce Wayne and now he is died in the alley with his parents. Yeah. Or in the
1: hole with the bats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, whatever, you know. The lasso of truth thing with the Justice League, where hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Superman, yeah. and Batman are holding yeah. the last of the Truth. Right. It's like, uh, we will now tell each other our names: mm-hmm. Diana Prince, Clark Kent, mm-hmm. Batman. Um, but wait a minute! But, mm-hmm. As the amateur in this conversation, mm-hmm. Diana Prince and Clark Kent are not their real names. Those are their covers. I, so I isn't think. Isn't that but, uh, I think paradoxical? I think that they, yeah, but no, they no, associate no, themselves. Yeah, to, they Superman adopted, is uh, humanity. Yeah, they have, yeah. Thank you. Yes. yes. They they adopted you know the way they masquerade they, as humans with those names. Yeah.
2: Right. Whereas, you know, Green Arrow is Oliver Queen but he puts on the green arrow. But yeah. yeah you're you're right and you're you're both right yeah. in the same way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean it's, it's to one make of those different things, things. points. I
1: think it was, was it Oscar Wilde who said if you want to see somebody's true um, give um them a mask or uh, I think mean, yeah. some rendition yeah. of, uh-huh. yes. of what that is. I loved it because that, that around the time the Dark right. Knight Rises came out, mm-hmm. right? There was Bane mm-hmm. wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there was Batman. Mm-hmm. Both wearing a mask. You give yeah. him a mask, you're going to see the true person yeah. who comes out. Yeah. The reason why Bruce Wayne can't just go around fighting people is because somebody would have killed Alfred within thirty right. seconds. Of <laughs> right, right. Well, yep. Bruce no, Wayne just right. go out there and just beat up a bunch <laughs> of others. So here's my um, theory, if you will. Yeah. Because Batman, mm-hmm. taking account of everything you said, mm-hmm. so I'll try to cut to the main point. Roams the night. Right. Correct. It's a vigilante crime fighter. Mm-hmm. He is like the positive or good like a yin and yang mm-hmm. to bad guys who stroll the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which means yeah. that while you can walk the streets uh-huh. worried that there might be a mugger around the corner, right. you can also walk the streets knowing that Batman might be around the corner. Yeah. Exactly. So exactly. it's a kind of... Well, that was that hope. was what they did in, in The Dark Knight was, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the, the very first... Couple minutes, you know, the the guy's about to buy some drugs or something, and then you go, Oh man, tonight don't feel good. You got a better chance of getting the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, getting struck by lightning. Yeah. So that always put there were the, the some lines uh, mm-hmm.
2: uh, from the animated, and this is why I say it's yep. an adult yeah. written yep. for kids, but it's also written for adults because it still holds up too it, as an adult. Yeah, in the in the Master of the Phantasm, yep. the movie, he's before his par- his parents' graves, saying, "I'm he's thinking of getting married. He's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm going to give up Batman. I'm sorry that this happened. I thought I'd keep the mission going forever, but I never expected this to happen. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd be happy." And then another episode, he's talking to the, you know, Dick Grayson and Alfred, and he said, I don't understand it. It's like before there used to be a weight on my shoulder, but the weight is lifted and I see light at the tunnel and I don't understand what it is. And Robin says, it's called being happy. (laughs) And then in the Batman Beyond, uh, I read one just the other day and, you know, Bruce who's 80 years old, is, you know, connecting uh, with the the ear link to Terry McGinnis. And uh, Terry's having a lot of trouble with his parents and uh, family at home, and he's getting trouble from his mom. But he's still going out on missions for Bruce. And at the end, Bruce says, "What took you so long?" Ah, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm just having a terrible week, and you know, it's that whole thing with the parents. Oh, what a pain! I mean, I mean, it, it's just a lot of trouble. And the only the static little reply in the ear is that I wouldn't know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is great. This poor. Poor guy is 80 years old and or, he's still suffering over what, his parents. Or what, just saying, I wish I had your problem. Yeah, it, it's uh, anything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you get it. Yeah, Chris, your, <laughs> yes, your new book
1: mm-hmm. released in observation of Batman's 80th anniversary. Yes, is called Everything Batman. Yes. Well, we don't have time to talk about Everything Batman. Okay. But tell me, Dan, and anyone else listening to this, one interesting thing from your book. Like, what if a person buys this book? Mm-hmm. What kind
2: of unique or fascinating? trivia are they going to get? Well, you're going to get two, two bits of interesting trivia. The first half of the book is mm-hmm. a bunch of essays about different aspects of the Batman's life or things okay. that have happened to Batman. In the second half of the book, you're actually getting uh, chapters, small chapters, broken down into sorrow, rage, mm-hmm. okay. uh, silliness, uh, sort okay. of you know, exposition and things okay. like that. And you, you get to, to hear what people think about Batman or what he thinks about himself based on actual panels in the comic book. And it, it uh, that's in the second half of the yeah. book. And it uh, will actually, uh, I quote Superman saying, Batman isn't insane. He's actually a sane person trying to, to bring sanity to an insane world. Yeah,
0: okay.
2: A.K.A. Action number 378, the team-up issue. So I actually mention what Batman's state of mind is through the people's quotes or writers in the comics.
1: Having um not read every page yet, because this is a new book, yes, but I have uh, come through it, I enjoy it. I'm going to okay. give you an example of what I mean. Yes. Okay. Uh, Dan knows, I have a, a dumb joke, which I'm not going to do the long version of, okay. which is just uh, Batman versus Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah. And that I think that Tony Stark is the bigger billionaire. Right, right. But that... Bruce Wayne is the bigger playboy. And yeah. So you do have a section in here, for example, called Batman's Girlfriends. Yes. Uh-huh. Tell us something about Batman's Girlfriends that people might be well, interested he, in. He eventually well, he have seen <laughs> Batman Damned, they're very happy. <laughs> yeah.
2: he, he, he ignores pretty much all of them. I mean, right. going back to the first few issues of, of Batman in Detective Comics right. in 1939, he's got Julie Madison. He ignores her after she's <laughs> almost turned into a vampire and he saves right. her. Uh, then there's Linda Page, who right. was almost forgotten, Right. and she's bumped out by Vicky Vale. Now we're into the late forties. Yeah. Okay. Then, then you've got uh, a little bit of Vicky Vale left. Those then, serials. Yeah. Those, the yeah. Ser- Linda, that's Linda where Page first, made, yeah. made her. Uh, and Linda Page okay. was in one of them. Vicky was in the other one. Uh, then you've got um, oh uh, uh, that woman, Kathy Kane, right. who's kind of you know okay. with him a lot. And then he gets various girlfriends: Julia Wentworth, which is Alfred's uh, daughter. Uh, you, you get uh, right. Silver St. Cloud, which is the first so adult... You mean Pennyworth? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah I, thank you. Uh, he has a, an actual adult relationship in that eight-part story where at the end of it, Batman literally goes through all sorts of hell, and at the end, he, he just swings away from uh, okay. Commissioner Gordon and says, sometimes my world goes crazy. <laughs> but his girlfriend quit, dumped him, because mm-hmm. she said... I saw you once, and I saw you, and I recognize that jawline because I've looked across the sheets at it several times, and I, you can't hide right. Bruce Wayne. Behind so apparently, that Batman head. only sleeps with the, the sheet sheets over the top it. of his yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she actually, he said he had to go get a, a wound taken care of in the right. hospital, and she said, "Oh, I'm sorry. I felt bad. I, I thought at least it would like you if you had said that." Uh, It was from sheer exhaustion from last night. And I'm thinking, wow, this is for 1977 at the time.
1: So Tony Stark actually has a a loving, monogamous relationship, and all of Batman's girlfriends are beards. Uh,
2: Well, (laughs) (laughs) but I think he beats himself up more over that because Anthony, Tony Stark, has a real problem his whole raise on debt and i don't mean right. a shriveled grape that owes money uh that's one of my old ones uh very he, old terrible thing with uh, stark right here was a playboy getting right. all sorts of action yet he could no longer go out and date them because right. he'd have to take off his shirt and right. that thing was keeping his heart <laughs> ticking yeah. so he had to he deliberately was blowing women off yep. because he couldn't go have a relationship <laughs> with them Whereas Batman just did it because he cared more about being Batman than having a right. wife, being happy. Right. Tony wanted to be happy. He just couldn't because he didn't want to let out the fact that his heart was about we, to drop.
1: I assume that your wife won't infer from that that you consider being a womanizer, ha- uh, Playboy, happiness. I guess. Uh, well, yeah, in the movies, he did settle down yeah. with Pepper. You know, and he did love Pepper for quite a long time in the comics. But you know, I um, was we'll saying the Dark Knight Rises, where they, they see. <laughs> Hey-o. Uh, <laughs> where where the, uh, Tony
2: is looking for a plug for his heart.
1: <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises, and, and Kevin Smith talked about it on his podcast, where yeah. at the very end, where, you know, Alfred's at his cafe in Italy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that is I, I've always dreamed that I'd, I'd see you at that cafe and you'd be happy. You have a wife and a kid. And then they yeah. cut over in the first part of the movie and, like, yeah. it's just some dude. Uh-huh. Um, and then at the end, I would have ended the movie with Alfred looking up and smiling. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Cut. Yeah. yeah. Movie's over. Yeah. You you could have did the thing where um you know Robin even though mm-hmm. I thought that was stupid had, instead of being Dick Grayson yeah. had, right you know Robin rise up and then cut back to Alfred he looks up from his newspaper smiles and then just gets up and leave you don't need to you see, see you yeah. anything it, no. and that would have been in my opinion other than Batman actually dying yeah right. if you're going to end the Batman series right. that being the way no no I agree like, well let me ask you one more question uh, yes. before we run out of time on this conversation mostly because as much as I want to see Batman happy nobody really wants to see Batman happy comic comic books slash graphic novels but not movies or television right what What's your one favorite Batman story? Like, if you're going to recommend it to a friend, oh, Dark Knight Returns. You've yeah. never read Batman? Here, read this one. What's wow. In a sentence, what's Dark Knight Returns about? Like, why, um, and why that, that is, one? That is the one um, going back to referencing uh, the Frank Miller story. Which, um, I essentially, give you the story. Batman's been off for at that point it was many it, years. Yeah, ten, eight, ten eight or, years, yeah, eight one. or ten years. I forgot. I, okay. I can't believe because I read this story uh, <laughs> three times a year mm. and I can't ever remember how many years. But he's been off for eight or ten years, and you're thinking it's because okay. of age and whatnot. But it's it's not. It's because later you find out that they've been forced to disband and the okay. superheroes have been forced to. to okay. Protect. So I'll anyway, he's or, n- yeah. he's not happy with the way how Gotham is. Sure. Um, with Gotham's turning out, so okay. he decides to come out of retirement, and he's a little bit slower because right. he's quite a bit older. He's in his fifties now. Right. He's not moving as fast. He, you know he's not hitting as hard. Right. And there's this mutant gang, and the oh, first yeah. time he goes to fight the mutant, the the leader who's this big tough guy. He gets his butt whooped. Sure. So, so now, anyway, so my favorite Batman yeah. story is when Vincent Price played the Pharaoh. Yeah. But that was on the TV series. Oh, okay. So I'll leave yeah. that out. Yeah. yeah. But I I will use that Wait as an excuse. Vincent,
2: Vincent Price played Egghead, it was. Oh, he played Egghead. It was That's King right. Tut played by. Uh, Who played the? Yeah. The, uh, big. He was in. The, it was Egghead. He was in the. Uh, <laughs> uh, rag. Uh, uh, because I was always field, disappointed was that they only brought the Vincent he, Price villain once. Yeah, he played. Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I, I love this guy. What um,
1: one Batman story would you give to a friend to try to turn them on to okay. Batman?
2: Um, since he picked a great one, I'm going to pick a small... Sucky one? Oh, sorry. I, I'm going to pick a small <laughs> series of stories that happened okay. around the same time period. Late 70s, early 80s. Is this Neil Adams? No, 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 no. I've, I've got other artists right? that are better than him that I like, I think. <laughs> I would pick any one of the four or five in a row stories by Alan Brennert that... It took place in Brave and Bold, okay. because he he has a very wistful uh, actualization that time has passed. <laughs> okay. Uh, he also wrote a, a main big story in Detective Five Hundred called To Kill a Legend, okay. where there's a chance to save Bruce Wayne from his parents getting killed. Okay. And then um, there's a story called The Untold Legends of Batman, written by Len Wein, drawn by Jim Aparo, and okay. one issue helped by um, by um, John Byrne. Mm-hmm. And that is sort of the encapsulation of the old Batman before Dark Knight yeah. came along. It was everything you'd want to know about Batman 40, 1939 through 85. And, uh, and it's called The Untold Legends of uh, Batman. It's one of the first mini of in comic books. Can I give the okay. second one?
1: Oh, gosh. Is it going to take as long as the first one? Don't,
2: no. Don't say, uh, don't say uh, spoiler alert, the Brian uh, Killing joke. No, although okay, I good. do think that's a good one. Oh, um, but the last two panels, yes. and then I vomit. Um, <laughs> oh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, I'm
1: gonna say, it, after you watch Dark Knight Return or er, uh-huh. read Dark Knight Returns, read the Batman story, A Flashpoint. Oh, where? Oh yeah, yeah. Flash goes back in time. Yeah. And because he shifts the right, the universe right. slightly, yeah, mm-hmm. it's Bruce Wayne dies in the alley instead of his parents, turning his mother into the Joker and turning his father into, into Batman. Batman. Yeah. Oh, okay, that is great. And yeah, and his father oh, that is, is now. Because, his, because yeah. his son died. This one I haven't read. Yeah, because if his son died, he... And there's an yeah.
2: uh, animated movie on that, too. Yeah. Uh, and it's, that's also great. And
1: it's, yeah, it's, it's really good. And, um, you know, of course, this Batman's packing heat. He's a yeah. little bit darker. You know, he's not afraid to kill. Yeah. And, and, All right. Um, final and, yeah. final thoughts on Batman and his anniversary.
2: I, I oh. hope I'm alive another 20, 10 years. <laughs> 20 years so oh. I can... Be there at Batman's 100th birthday and say, "I still have Batman One, and it's now worth $400,000." Would you sell it? Maybe at that time, you know. Yeah. With my health problems, I may need it for my life support. Yeah. My iron lung, you know. Well, if things going the way they are, that will get you one day.
1: Yeah, that, that's true too. Yeah. So is it even worth it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. You spend that day reading it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Well, you Dan Brown, final Batman thoughts. I can't condense it in one second, so we're going to have to just move on. <laughs> well, this is going to be the end of the episode, so oh, this is yeah. like your final thoughts. I can make this go for a lat- another hour. Well, so your final thought Thank you. is that it's too complicated. Yes. Batman, it's just too complicated. Yeah. It's too complicated, Dan he, Brown he says. Is, he
2: is a great character. I, I hate Dan Sex Brown Snyder is a great Because of it. Oh. <laughs> I, and I think he's surpassed Superman in overall uh, acknowledgement of... People recognizing him because before it was Batman, Superman, Sherlock Holmes, Tarzan, and Mickey Mouse. Now I think Batman's like. This is just your sense of the thing. Uh, No, I read that article about those five being the most iconic on the planet. But I think Batman has moved up past Mm -hmm. some of those others.
1: Well, Superman was becoming pretty, pretty close to just being DC and Warner Brothers' version of Mickey Mouse. I I mean, he was he was getting he was getting there. They weren't. I mean, really, post the Christopher Reeve films, the he, Superman. Hasn't gotten really much successful no. screen time. Yeah. Whereas the Batman movies, whether it's the Burton, Shoemaker, or yeah. Christian Bale, or now Zack Christ- Snyder, even. Nolan and, yeah. Have kept Batman, like, in pop culture. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Well, then it just remains for us to thank some people. First of all, I want to thank... Uh, Barnes & Noble and mentor, and Chad, the manager, for letting us record this mm-hmm. podcast here. Remember, you should go and buy books. You can't be a nerd without books. Right. Dan Brown, all nerds read. That's part of being a nerd. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I want to thank Samra for preparing my delicious beverage and remembering mm-hmm. my discount. <laughs> and then also my illustrious <coughs> co-host, Dan. Whatever that name was. <laughs> Conrad Vett. Conrad, Conrad Vett, Red, Red, yeah. Brown. Chris, new comic book. New comic book
2: author. In fact, there's Dan Brown on there. They can't see it through the thing, but there's Conrad, uh, paint, a painted version of Conrad
1: on the back. I want to thank uh, Chris, visual humor on a podcast, Lambert. Yeah. <laughs> and also, our theme music has been uh, composed and produced by our good friend Jeff Geddert. Thank you, Jeff. And then it just remains for me to thank you
0: for listening. This is Jerry, signing Worlds are colliding. The Big Bang. Reboot the universe. Come on. It's the Action Comedy Nerd Show. Comedy Nerd Show.